Hello and welcome to the EBRD Star Venture podcast. Today we have one of our best startups from the region, Nimanja from Higher App. Nimanja, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and Higher App and how you got to be where you are today? Uh, sure, thank you, Marianne, uh, for the opportunity to be on this podcast. Uh, as you already did the intro, and thank you for that. My name is Nemanja. Uh, I'm currently uh, in Belgrade, Serbia, and most of our business is based here, uh, except the market that, that we are actually addressing. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much uh, whole my life. Uh, I started uh, through a few of the startups. Uh, most of them failed, uh, which is a good thing. I always say that because through that, I learned a lot on my own mistakes. It wouldn't be good if if everything was successful from 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 you know from the first first moment. Uh, then I would learn anything. Uh, I had a fairly successful startup before this uh, in Serbia, and we did a pretty similar thing. Uh, and I think it's important to note that I do not come from a, a technological background. Uh, I'm a banker. Uh, which is interesting for most of the people that I do business with because I, I'm very proficient in the tech side and development and everything else. I learned that uh, through the course of the past few years. Uh, and I think uh, it's important to know that to be a successful startup, you need to have technological background. You need to have knowledge of it. Uh, so... I learned a lot in the previous startup that for the Serbian market it was actually similar to what we're doing. A mobile job board, uh, actually the first mobile job board uh, app in the in the Balkan region, uh, more particularly in Serbia. Uh, and that actually gave us the idea to do something similar for the U.S. market. It's obviously more complicated in the U.S. market. We have we have more soft, sophisticated technology and platform, uh, and that's how in 2019 we, we learned a lot uh, on the service market, and we decided to move on uh, to start something bigger. And that's actually how Higher App was born in 2019. Uh, in the end of 2019, so pretty much uh, December was our uh, was the month when we launched. In 2019, we launched Hireb in Miami, uh, and that's also an interesting story. Why Miami and why the U.S. Uh, you can ask me later. Uh, and yeah, we are uh, what Hireb is. We took the idea of a mobile job board platform into a more complex platform that helps uh, primarily clients uh, and people that want to work uh, part-time or even full-time find available shifts. So it's a very, very Uber-like model where uh, our customers post uh, shifts that they need to be fulfilled. And our system, our platform matches the available workers on the platform that have uh, the necessary skills and knowledge uh, with those shifts. It's it's uh, on-demand staffing platform or staffing as a service, how we like to call it. Uh, 
Thank you so much for doing this. Being said, our hire app has grown since its founding here, and with that, I would also like to ask why US and Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Uh, well, uh, we've actually uh, been growing pretty fast in the past uh, three years since we started. Uh, we did have that, uh, you know, bump on the road with COVID, uh, and you know, our primary market. Uh, is the hospitality market. Our clients are uh, hotel chains and we we are a bit different than, than most of our competitors because we are very focused on that fine dining or, or luxury segment of the hospitality and hotel market. Uh, so in the past three years, uh, we've been growing pretty, pretty fast and pretty steadily. Uh, and entering the, the Star Venture and EBRD program helped us achieve some of the goals that we aimed at uh, before we entered the program. So it helped us with uh, funding some of the consultancy work that we needed to properly set up uh, some part of the operations in the company and expertise that we had to acquire uh, from the market so we can grow even faster. Uh, and going back to the question about the market and why the U.S., well, uh, our co-founder is, is from Miami. I met him uh, through through some, uh, and I think we lost. Uh, yeah, she, oh, just continue. We can just, right. con <laughs> just continue. Exactly. This is a normal technical glitch, so every, everything is normal. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Why Miami? Well, we did research on, on all the markets that were interesting for us. And we also, through some mutual connections with my co-founder, Simon, who's based in Miami. And he's been doing something similar to this, completely traditionally, completely offline. Uh, and I came up to him with the idea, hey, we can make this much more efficient, much more scalable. There's obviously huge needs for this in Miami and Florida, and that can be our, a good starting point. You have the connections, I have the technology, I know how to develop it, uh, and we have the market. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the story of why Miami. Uh, and at, at this moment, we are expanding to other places in the US. Uh, uh, one of them is New York, and we're also looking to expand in Texas. That's great. You mentioned But the goal the is to expand all over the place in the US. Yeah, yeah, obviously. The, the bigger, the better, right? Um, exactly. You mentioned a little bit about how the EBRD Star Venture Program has helped you with your journey and your growth. And I wanted to ask if you could go into a little bit more detail about this. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, as I said, I think I think every startup uh, needs some some um, organization that can support them on their way in growing. Uh, and we found that in EPRD. So we we applied for the program. We got funds, and we use those funds to actually, uh, you know, get the expertise, particularly for for you know uh, financial. Pro you know, projections, uh, preparing the pitch, uh, pitch training and things like that, that will take us to the next level. So we use the funds uh, 
by my opinion, <laughs> pretty wisely, uh, that, you know, get the expertise that will take you to the next level. And the next level is investment, outside investment from VC funds. Uh, and I think we're pretty good at that. And, you know, we, 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 again, we used it wisely and we prepared a lot of materials and a lot of knowledge on how to get to the next step. As an entrepreneur, and I'm sure everyone has one, I want to ask you, what is your craziest story that you can share with us? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think our whole business is a crazy story because uh, I don't have anything in particular that comes to my mind, uh, but I think we are, I, I know, I know, uh, a lot of companies, a lot of people say this, uh, that they're changing the world. Uh, but I do have uh, concrete evidence that we are really changing the world. Mm, I think that the, the, the crazy story in all of this is when, you know, uh, on a market like US, and especially after COVID, it's really easily for for skilled people uh to get sidetracked in life uh and you know to lose a house to to lose money to lose a lot of lot of things and you know uh and we had exa examples like that that people that really have really are you know well good people uh got sidetracked and we helped them get back on their feet we help them get you know stable income uh get shifts uh you know really use their skills and knowledge to earn money and get back on track and i think that that's something that's for me personally it's a crazy story because i never thought that uh all we're doing is going to lead up to that, but it, it did and we do we are we have great you know relationship with people that that we really helped in life and really helped them get back on track. So, and that's something that uh, me personally mo motivates a lot, but I also think it motivates the whole team to do better and to work more and to work harder. And we really see the impact that we are making on, you know, both the people that are working for us and on the customer side, we see that impact. And that's really important for us. And I think that's a crazy story that the team mostly based, we do have uh, team members in the US also, but mostly based in, in Serbia is creating an impact like that uh, on people's lives in, in, you know, across the globe, you know, in Florida, so. Coming from an emerging economy as an entrepreneur, um, what would you say is the biggest challenges in this emerging markets and how do you overcome them? Can you please repeat the question? An emerging economy. Um, okay. Can you hear you're, me fine? Sorry? You're cutting out a bit. So I'm trying to puzzle everything together. <laughs> My apologies. Um, can you hear me clearly now? Yes, at the moment. Perfect. Yes. Great. Um, so what I was asking is, Having your company being in an emerging economy, Serbia, what would you say is the um, biggest challenges in those emerging markets and how did you overcome these challenges? 
Well, uh, good question, but uh, uh, we are based in Serbia. Our development team, our customer support team is based in Serbia, but but our market is the US. So it's kind of a mix of those two things. I wouldn't say that we are feeling the, the emerging economy part in Serbia as, you know, we, we uh, you know, our customers are everything is is in the US, which is a pretty much established market. Uh, so we have a mix of both worlds. I wouldn't say that the, the, obviously there are challenges uh, in, in a country like Serbia, uh, but that's not uh, isolated to Serbia. I don't think there's a country in the Balkans or in Europe that doesn't have the same bureaucratic problems, uh, funding problems and everything else that we're seeing here. The U.S. is uh, obviously com completely different to that uh, with a more liberal economy and, you know, funds, capital more, more accessible. Uh, but in general, uh, I would say the challenges definitely would be that there's a lack of funds on the market, especially for early stage startups. Uh, there's not enough capital. Uh, we are kind of, uh, again, uh, a mix between two markets. Uh, and that poses different kind of problems because if you look at the VC funds uh, in the region, uh, they're not used to that uh, expense appetite, I would say, say that, that a company like this, you know, you're operating in the U.S., so you have costs in the U.S., which are much higher than costs in the region. So there's that, you know, discrepancy of, of expenses and, and the round sizes uh, that, that we're seeing uh, on the market. Obviously, it's limited to us and companies that are operating this way, uh, which there aren't that many that I know about. Uh, but again, even, even for regional companies or companies that are very focused on, on local things or startups that are focused on lo local market, I believe that the, the lack in funds uh, and the accessibility of funds is, is the biggest problem. The second problem is bureaucratic problems, but I don't think no one uh, can actually solve that. So you just have to go with the flow and you know learn how to function in, in, in a market like that. So uh, yeah, I think those, those are the challenges. Absolutely, I, I agree with you on that. Um, then also just another question from my side. Um, so given your background, what would you say are the two key, I would say, career lessons that you have learned throughout your career that you would like to share with, um, I would say, other entrepreneurs or people that would like to start their own company? Oh, good question. Um, I, love, I love a question like that. Well, first of all, uh, there's... A lot of, I think I have more than two lessons that I learned, but first of all, you need to do everything by yourself. That's a normal thing in the beginning. Uh, if you don't have the appetite to do it, uh, go get a job. It's very simple as that. Uh, you have to, every day you have to learn new things. Uh, there's so many things that I'm learning um, every single day. I think I learned at least two things today. Uh, and that's a no normal, you know, career path for entrepreneur that there, there is no path and there is no career. There's just 
you know, 20 hours uh, per day of work in some moments, in some situations. Uh, you pretty much don't sleep, you work. Uh, and I think that that's the, that's really important. You know, I mean, I, I already said I, I'm, I don't come from, from, you know, technology per se, but I learned a lot of things. And I think everyone who, need, who wants to be an entrepreneur needs to learn everything. They need to understand how businesses operate on, on a micro level and on a macro level. You need to understand your place and, and the, the market. You need to understand how it's very simple, of, you know, from the big part to, to the smallest part, you need to understand how things operate. Uh, if you don't, you're going to be slow and you're going to be uh, you you won't be agile, so I think that's that's a really important thing. And um, I I do a lot of mentorship for 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 startups, uh, and what I usually see is you know uh, teams or startups that are that are composed of you know tech guys or girls, uh, and they don't have anyone who has any knowledge in business. Or vice versa. So I think that's 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 not good thing, uh, because you need to cover a lot of things in a business. You know, from the legal side to the tech side to the business to sales, marketing, operations, everything. You need to, so uh, there are you know tech people that that do understand the need for it and learn business. There are business people that learn that they need to understand the tech side. But if you bunker yourself into the knowledge that you have, even if you have a brilliant idea, which I honestly see every day on the market, uh, but that idea doesn't get developed, they cannot scale it, they cannot realize the idea. So that that's 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 you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to to you know get things done. You need to do it by themselves by yourself in the beginning. Later on, it becomes easier because more people will be part of the company and you're going to grow into a real company out of a startup. But yeah, I think if I said more than two things, I'm sorry, but that's my take on, on knowledge on is power all the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, now we're coming on to the part of the podcast where you are three super fast questions. So what this sure. is, is I'm going to ask you three super-fast questions and you're going to answer in one word or one sentence. I'll try your best too, at least. I'm going uh, to try the best, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that good in short, short sentences. So. Are you ready? Always. All right. Who is your role model? I don't have a role model. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make myself to be my own role model. Okay, okay, that's a good answer. The second question is, if you had to make one book mandatory for all entrepreneurs to read, what would it be? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say macroeconomics. Nice. I and think there's a lot of a, yeah. a lot of bullshit books. I'm not sure if I can swear, but there's a lot of bullshit books 
on the market, but I think the you have to understand the fundamentals of how business work. Yeah. Before yeah. everything else. Makes sense. And our last question. If you had to put a word of advice on a billboard for all startups to see, what would that be? Work hard, don't give up. I like it. Short and sweet. Well, Nimanja. Yeah. And and it's true. I mean, uh, sorry, yeah. for, sorry for interrupting you, but no. you know, uh, again, startups. Uh, that's probably the hardest thing that you can do is to 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 take an idea and to um, uh, impregnate it uh, and to make something out of it and to you know create a product out of that idea. Yeah. Uh, I think it's extremely hard. People underestimate how hard it really is, how many uh, hours you're going to put into it, uh, how many vacations you're going to miss, how many, uh, how much money you're going to lose. Uh, so there's obviously, uh, you know, if you get a job, you're going to get a steady income. This doesn't have a steady income. It takes a few years to get to a point of that. Uh, people think, uh, startups are, you know, uh, get rich quick scheme. They aren't. Uh, there is a lot of work, and there's so many obstacles on the road uh, yeah. that if, if you're a person that's gonna give up easily, this is not a thing for you because you know we have obstacles every day, and that's a normal thing uh, in every business and every startup. Uh, and we, you know, we go over those obstacles and we don't give up. Uh, so, you know, those two sentences, work hard, don't give up. I think that's the reality of being an entrepreneur. And if you can understand them uh, and connect with those words deeply, you're going to make it. If you can't, you're probably going to fail, which is also okay. Yeah, yeah. Well... Thank you, Nimanja, so much for being here today and for the super inspirational and motivational and amazing talk today. I'm sure there's a lot of key takeaways that every startup, every business owner, every person out there can take away from this. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm not trying to be uh, inspirational. I'm not trying to be motivational. I'm trying to be realistic. <laughs> But if that motivates people, that works for me also. Yeah. I think people need to be realistic how hard things are. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. It is inspiring to see the realism. That... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.